Hey everyone, it's Bernie from Burn Appetit and the Three Beers in a Mic Extended Universe, and I'm here to talk to you about something that is not only delicious, but also makes an impact. Thrive Coffee is a non-profit craft coffee roaster based out of Richmond, Virginia, who uses coffee to create careers and training opportunities for individuals with disabilities. Founded in 2019, Thrive Coffee's beans are locally roasted in small batches to ensure the highest quality, and they ship nationwide. They have five blends, including Campfire, Red Bike, Dogwood, Decaf, and even a fun seasonal castaway summer blend for when you just want to get away and enjoy a great cup of coffee. And their five single origins are Colombia, Kenya, Sumatra, Honduras, and Brazil. And just three bags sold pays for one hour of work for their differently abled employees. So it sounds like a Brazilian good reasons to check out their website at drinkthrive.org. Or their social media at Drink Thrive Co. to buy a few bags today. And as an added bonus, Drink Thrive is giving our listeners a special promo code that gives you 15% off your first order. Just head over to drinkthrive.org and enter three beers at checkout. Again, that's drinkthrive.org, promo code three beers. Let's support this great cause. Full speed ahead, boo boo! Okay! Take off! With the wildest bears on earth, meet Yogi and Boo Boo. Looking good, Yogi. They're grabbing lunch. We've got our first customers. One basket at a time. Nice day for a picnic. What the heck was that? I have problems with potato salad. Bears avoid people not running around stealing their food. I smell PB and J. I'm okay. Yogi's got the smarts. You do come up with some good plans, Yogi. That's because I'm smarter than the average bear. Boo-Boo's got the moves. Kicking it. And together. This is the most advanced picnic basket stealing technology ever invented. Wow. They've got lunch covered. Oh, it missed. Oh. I wonder if he noticed the pie. Yogi Bear. I'm so smart it hurts! In 3D. It's got a little of everything. Music, stunts, magic, and I jump over boo-boo at the end. No, you don't. I wanna try it. I don't care. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Mr. Will Fordyce. Say hello, everybody, Will. Uh, say hey, 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 hey. <laughs> say hello to everybody, Will. Hello, hello. <laughs> All we, right. got, uh, we got a good one in store today. We got a good one in store today. We are busting out the 2010 Yogi Bear starring Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlake as the voices of Yogi Bear and Boo Boo. This, uh, the, it was very interesting to hear their renditions. I don't know if they did a lot of audio change to their voice, but it was, it was hard to, even knowing that it was them, um, it, it was, it was difficult to tell that it was them. So if they were just doing pure like character voice, uh, that's amazing. I know that they offered Dan Aykroyd uh, tapes of the, of the original guy who did Yogi Bear's voice and Dan Aykroyd turned them all down and he said, I just want to put my own take on Yogi's voice. Uh, that and, was very obvious because I went back and there's a difference in the cadence of his voice. 
Um, there seemed to like, I went back and watched some of the cartoons. Like I stopped middle point in the moving and it was like, wait a minute, something's off. So there's, there's definitely, he did his own take, uh, but there was a similar slice to it. As much as you could make Yogi bear your own. I thought he made Yogi bear his own as much as you can do that with such a popular character with such a distinct voice. Oh yeah. No, very much so. Um, the, the, the cadence that he had, though, I wish there was a little bit more inflection. It seemed to always have the up note and that, you know, it didn't vary too much from that. But maybe I need to I watched this like a like a couple weeks ago. So there might be a lot of some moments like, oh, yeah, from me. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it last night. I, I suffer from insomnia. So I just stay up and watch movies. I knew we were going to record it today. So I, I so this is. Yeah, I watched it last night at like three in the morning. <laughs> so it might be fuzzy for you too (laughs) um do you want to recap the movie now or wait until towards the end and we can go over what we think well it's this movie is i guess just to get it out out of the way for me and and I'll, i'll get your opinion here in a moment it's not a good movie no but it's not a it's not a bad movie either not at all it's sort of a movie yeah, like I watched. Okay, yeah, it, it seemed to me. I was going to say to me, it seemed a little bit more like by the book, like color by numbers. Like this is what a movie is. Fill in the blank. Will you? That is exactly what I was going to say. This is a standard A to B to C movie, and it had. And the thing that strikes me is it it, it had three writers, but this movie I didn't had know that. Yeah, but this movie had three writers, but this is, and I'm not saying it's good and I'm not saying it's bad, but this is a standard movie. We introduce our protagonist. We introduce the evil businessman slash political figure. They want to take something away from the protagonist. The protagonist has to do something to save this. The protagonist does this. It's just very, very standard. And I just, I don't know why it took three people to write this movie. Well, it's almost, it reminds me of like a Three Stooges sketch almost like to save the orphanage, you need $5,000. And then this is to save the park, you need $20,000 by Friday. And that's where some of the um, situations ensue. Yeah. So this is, so what happens is uh, the mayor or the governor or somebody wants to shut down Jellystone Park and sell it to developers. So Ranger Smith and Yogi and Boo Boo and this other woman who's a document a documentarian have to save Yellowstone, Jellystone, Jellystone. We don't want to get it confused with Yellowstone. Yellowstone is re- <laughs> Yellowstone is real. Jellystone Jellystone is fake. <laughs> um, and I think that they hit the point that like going back to the like color by numbers, it was an interesting they did it kind of just like by the book. And like we learn this like right at the right moment after we're introduced to all the main characters and a Ferris comes in. Um, I'm I'm the main Ranger Joe, Ranger Smith. Ranger um, Smith. I, I know him from uh, I see that actor, Tom. I forget his last name. Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah. I know her most from like the TV series, like The Flash. And so he he's a fun actor. Um well, the guy like who played his character, the guy who played his assistant, T.J. Miller. They're all fun actors. The guy who played his assi- assistant, uh, T.J. Miller, I believe it is. Oh, 
amazing comedian. Yes. And the guy who played the evil governor, Andrew Daly, I remember him from Mad TV. So these are oh. not bad actors. These are fun actors in the movie. And it's it's and they do a fun job. Oh, and something I heard is TJ Miller was actually um, right after this movie closed or right before it closed. He discovered he had like a brain tumor. So um, he was going through all that during the shoot. I think. Yes, I I knew that as well. He had. Yeah, he almost died from a brain tumor or something. And I was just wondering if it happened during the because you never see him without a hat in mm-hmm. this entire movie. And I thought maybe is that to cover up his operational scars? Did it happen during? I, I don't know, but you, you never see him without a hat in this movie. Oh, that's true. I, yeah. I don't know the time frame of it. So that might, that could be something too. What struck me is, and I don't know if you caught this, there is, there's the beginning narration of this movie <laughs> and it's, it sounds like Morgan. It's not Morgan Freeman, but it sounds like Morgan Freeman. And I don't know if it was the announcer trying to sound like Morgan Freeman. I hope so, because that I mean, that's that I picked up on that. I hope joke was, you know, the nature documentaries that he does kind of, uh, you know, uh, not uh, parodying that. Yeah. And what's weird is I just did uh, with our good friends, Miguel Sanchez and Eddie Ball. I just did Driving Miss Daisy which mm-hmm. stars Dan Aykroyd and Morgan Freeman. And I don't know if that's another inside joke where they starred together in that movie and the guy sounds like Morgan Freeman. And I, and I go that that's close to, and it's, it's, it's like this whitest I looked up the guy. It's like this whitest guy in the world <laughs> uh, doing this Morgan Freeman impression. He did pretty good. I, he did I pretty mean, good. he did pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I know what they were aiming for and it was just enough that it couldn't be, you know, infringement on any kind of like properties or anything so i thought it was a fun little joke yeah i i I mean i didn't mind it i think they set up the characters pretty fun too i was entertained like at the very get-go they have the like scenic pictures and then that we have our morgan freeman-esque narrator they got right to yogi they were like hey this is our you know i know it's the main character and stuff but sometimes they'll push that like the fun stuff off a little bit but like right out of the gate we see yogi bear doing what yogi bear does and he's setting up this elaborate plan to get a picnic basket i know it's yogi bear and i know that dan Aykroyd and uh justin just justin bieber um uh justin timberlake are top build in this movie and they are Yogi is in this movie. It's not one of these things where it's just like he pops up every once in a while and we focus on the human characters. They're Yogi and Boo Boo are in this entire movie and they actually have scenes by themselves, which I thought was not. I, I actually thought this when we focused on the human characters, that's when the movie didn't really work for me. Uh, oh, okay. But when we focused on Yogi and Boo Boo or Yogi and Boo Boo interacting with the human characters, that's, uh, you know, that's where I had fun with the movie. Yeah, because there was a little like um, love story-esque thing that went between the main ranger and this um, Anna Faris's character, the documentary lady. Yeah, and I didn't, and like I said, once again, as we were talking about paint by numbers that standard oh we got to have the love story in here and i didn't really i didn't really care about that one way or another 
Yeah, I wasn't super. I uh, there wasn't a lot of weight to it, but I think that kind of is good. I think it was just just a touch enough so that it could stay a kids movie that you know they had something for the the parents watching. Will they? Won't they? Kind of situation. Yeah. The big thing that I don't know if we want to get to this question yet. So the mayor establishes he wants to like start selling off parts of Jellystone to give away like logging rights and building rights and stuff. Um, the first of all, he's a city mayor and but isn't aren't national parks like this, like federal or state run? I wouldn't know that, but I'm sure okay. I'm sure that was over. If it was, I'm sure it was overlooked for this movie. But because he, here's the biggest thing that is overlooked by this movie. Oh, yeah, they are. They are deeply in debt and they have a talking bear and nobody cares. Nobody cares that they it. have a they they acknowledge it. They people know of this talking bear that walks upright. Nobody cares. Nope, but you introduce fireworks one. and like what fireworks? Well, we gotta go see the fireworks. <laughs> uh, who gives a shit about the talking bear? Let's go see the fireworks. Uh, talking, water skiing, stunt performing, untrained wild bear. Who has, he was water skiing during that scene a, too. Who has a friend who is also a talking bear? <laughs> Two talking bears, and that that you know that could get your park out of debt in a. So I guess we're living in a world they've set up is is like this. Nobody cares that this bear can talk, and you know that Yogi can talk and Boo Boo can talk. Well, they talked. They also referenced. We didn't see any other bears, um, but they referenced gorillas that. Like, you know, the, the, this girl came from this gorilla uh, documentary she was doing. So the, the animals in this world are normal because um, we see the turtle. That's that's um, something for later. Um, and that's a relatively no- normal turtle that acts plain, um, you know, and the gorillas are the same in her world. They're not anything special. They're just normal gorillas. At least that's what she alludes to. And then we get to when they're first introduced, she even tries to growl and rummage around with the bear to to say hello. And he's like, what is she doing? And and she's not freaked out that he speaks English. No, no, because when she comes in to meet with Rangers, she goes, I want to do a documentary on a, this brown bear you have. And he's like, which one? And she's like the one that wears a tie and walks upright and talks. That's the one. It's like. So, what are you here to film? Well, I was hoping to shoot a local species, something to really capture the beauty of a national park. That's terrific. What animal were you thinking? I heard you had an unusual brown bear. Brown bear? Yes. When the talks, those are so rare. None that I can think of. Named Yogi? Wears a hat and a tie? No, that doesn't ring a bell. I think he's standing on the roof trying to steal your lunchbox. I smell PB and J. All right, that yogi. And it's, yeah, it's such a like, you know, as a matter of fact, not, hey, this is spectacular and we could probably preserve the park for that one reason only. So that's just the world that they built where this bear that can speak is not is not a special thing. But it's. I mean, it's what it is. I mean, it's yeah. like I said, it's it's like a it's not something that you're going to go in and get really deep with. But it's 
Um, to me, I mean, we can get a little bit more into it later, but it's it's a pleasant movie. Yeah, I enjoy. I mean, I did not hate this movie. The last movie we did to, we did together, Exit to Eden. I hated that movie. I did not hate yeah. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping we could never speak of that again. Well, yeah, um, I guess. <laughs> that, so, I, I mean, um, I'm probably not going to before. I won't revisit yeah. this movie a lot. I mean, I may watch it again. No, but I did not think my time watching think, it was wasted. Yeah. I, I I got some chuck. I got some laughs out of it. There were some good slapstick moments. There were some good um, like little quip quips back and forth. So, the, the, you know, there it, there was some stuff. The banter between. Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlake was excellent. And from what I read is they recorded their lines together, which I can understand because it comes across in the movie that they did it at the same time. Okay. So the back yeah, and that forth was... between the back and forth between them was great. I, there was a lot of little sly one-liners that, you know, Dan Aykroyd would slip in at the end of his sentences. A lot of sly. Yes. I, cause like I said, that was the part of the movie that I enjoyed the most, the interaction between Boo Boo and Yogi. Man, that, that's the way to do it then, because, I mean, it really came out as, like, one of the really fun parts of the movie. So, yeah. studios should take note. And I think more and more people are doing that to get that real feeling, if, if, if as much as two talking bears bantering back together can be real. <laughs> they, they captured it. So, we have, so the lady um, that came in to do a documentary, um, she kind of set. Um, my big question, well, not big question, but like she only gave Boo Boo a camera, um, which comes to play at the end again. Um, you knew, you knew that you. was coming back into play. I mean, yeah. when you saw it that, you, when you, uh, what happens is, well, she wants to do a documentary on Yogi. So she puts a tie, she puts a camera in Boo Boo's tie and Boo Boo is just, and Boo Boo's sort of the cameraman since he's with Yogi all the time. And the minute they put that tie on, boo-boo i'm like that's definitely going to come back in once again paint by the numbers and at least it paid off i don't mind paint by the numbers movies if what they set up pays off if you know what i'm talking about there's nothing worse than setting something up that yeah. doesn't pay and off they, they had a lot of those moments where they set some things up and it comes and it comes back so for doing a movie by the numbers movie they did it very well so going going through the story again, we we have the 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 city mayor comes and tells them that we're going to shut down the park. You have a week to um, kind of get uh, everything together. It's a two weeks or whatever the timeline is. You have to get X so that we don't sell the park. So Ranger Smith. Um, oh, and something else is Ranger Joe's always wanting to um, something that they set up is he he striving to be like bigger and better and do things. So he always wants to jump in the car and drive. And, you know, he wants to be a full ranger opposed to what his assistant ranger job position is. Um, so, so they put on a show, uh, the firework display uh, for the parks. So everybody comes together and um, they start coming in uh, so that they can try to save the park. And they, they want to sell, what is it? Season passes, season passes. If they sell enough season yeah. passes, they can get um, it, they can get enough money to pay. Yeah, what the whatever it is, they, they have to pay twenty thousand dollars in a week. And if they get enough people yeah. to buy the season passes, they can accomplish that. And they have tons of people show up, and this event is going off 
splendidly because there's people with picnic baskets. There's people coming in droves to sit by the lake to watch the fireworks show. They're handing out pamphlets for filling out. Like it is set up for success. And that's when Yogi comes in. So the mayor sees that the, the shindig is going to work. And if the shindig works, he's not going to be able to sell the forest to the, to the loggers. So he manipulates Ranger Smith's assistant to help him sabotage this. If this doesn't work, I can kick out Ranger Smith and make you the head ranger. So the Ranger Smith's assistant goes to Yogi and convinces him that they need him down there because he knows if Yogi shows himself, he's going to screw things up. And that's exactly what happens. Yep. He does that big water ski act that you see in the trailers and the previews. I think he does a flaming. Oh, he gets, yeah, he gets a baton on fire and he does like fire flow arts. And um, I think his cape catches on fire. And he crashes or he skims into the um, the fireworks stand. Yes. And then all the fireworks go off, shooting into the crowd and, and all the people are scared and they disperse. And the mayor, he's happy about it. I like the way the guy played the, the evil mayor. He didn't play him overly evil. He, yeah. played, he played him as like a smart ass rich kid. I would it's like I get everything my way. I mean, he's evil, but he doesn't he's he's not. Mr. Burns. Excellent. He's he's one of those schmarmy good old boys that like he's at the top of his game and he'll manipulate things so that he can get reelected and stay in his position. Oh, but during the fireworks scene, one of the good like visual jokes, and it's a standard joke. I think Yogi like slides across and with his fire baton, like it launches into the air. And there's that moment where the ranger catches it and saves the day and he throws it in the water. And there's that moment of like, ah, we did it. And they turn and the, the two human act main human actors look at each other and we're like, excellent. And then the Cape flutters down that's on fire and lands in the back. And that causes all the fireworks to go off. I thought that was a fun little. I thought uh, it was fun too. Uh, So afterwards we're talking about the ABC movie. We have to have that speech, the speech that, the protagonist has to get, you know, the speech I'm talking about where you've let everybody down. You're all about you. Bloody blah, blah, blah. It's like, wow. It's like, this is just a paint by numbers movie. I mean, it hits everything. So we get that scene where Ranger Smith just tells Yogi that basically it's your fault that we lost Jellystone Park. And not only that, no audience member stuck around. They all just got in their car and they, they vanished essentially. But nobody said the water skiing bear, the talking bear that was doing yes. stunts. Um, so your your point is even more valid in this scene. Everybody it, saw this bear do these it things. It didn't even make the news. No, not. <laughs> We've discovered bears are way more intelligent than we thought, but no. nothing. I'd happened. be scared that the bears can take over now, but no. <laughs> nope. It was the firework fiasco. Yes. Oh, so yeah, this is the little down moment when uh, Yogi gives up his collar and tie because he just, he's not doing anybody good and he realizes he's nothing but trouble, goes into the woods to just be a normal bear. Well, this is, okay, he does that. You think he's going to do that. To me, this was one of my favorite parts of the movie where he's just like, I'm just going to go out and forage for food. 
And then he comes back and he goes, I'm just going to take a little snack with me to me. And he's like, you just hear him rummaging through the refrigerator, grabbing all this food to take with him while he's out to, to go forage. find food. Yeah, to forage. I, to me, that was my favorite. That was my favorite part of the movie. Yogi, are you OK? I'm done being special, boo-boo. Ranger Smith was right. My whole life I've been different, but it's done nothing but hurt people. The world would be better off if I was only as smart as the average bear. Yogi, what are you doing? I'm leaving, Boo-Boo. I am going to forage for food in the wild. Huh? Might even catch some fish with my paws. I'm just gonna grab a little something for the road. Some chips and soda. And this peach pie. Any more of that casserole? Top shelf. I'll be out there, fending for myself, foraging for food in the wild. Yeah, as, as a voice actor, I thought I thought Ackroyd and uh, Timberlake nailed it on that. It was just perfect. That was a perfect little scene. A hundred percent. And something just after that, when Yogi goes out into the, the rain, this really speaks to the animators um, during the water ski scene. Um, you could really see like the water level and like the wet hair versus the dry hair. But this was something else when Yogi's laying down after he's uh, eaten through all of his quote unquote forged food is it starts to rain is like, cause it's getting a little darker um, uh, like theme wise. Uh, but like just the hair is like dry and then it like switches to wet. And I thought they did like brilliant animation just, just with that little tidbit, especially that scene. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't mind. I mean, it was obvious that Yogi and Boo Boo were animated, but as the movie went on, I, it didn't really, it didn't really stand out. It's like, yeah, I, I could believe that this bear was talking to Ranger Smith and talking to the, the documentary lady and boo-boo. Yeah. And that's something else is sometimes I'll hear one of the hardest part of doing these kind of animated movies to your point was interacting with human versus um, the animated characters. And I thought again, yeah, I I appreciate what you brought that up. Um, You know, the, the, the live actors did wonderfully as well, you know, dealing with these uh, non-existent entities. Right. Cause they're acting against nothing. Ranger Smith is acting with Yogi Bear. He's actually acting to nobody because they have to put the animation in afterwards. And that's yeah. got to be a really hard thing to do to have nobody, you know, to have no actor to bounce things off of when you when you have to act like that. Well, just yeah, even more to your testament of like it sounds great uh, between Justin Timberlake and Dan Aykroyd is because they're working together opposed to just like two entities separately they can feed off each other you know kind of like you do with improv and um you know if you get a good audience doing stand up you know it's having a lively crowd really kind of makes the night even better i can't prove this but i i just had a feeling like when dan Aykroyd and boo boo and boo boo jesus when dan Aykroyd <laughs> and justin timberlake were in the sound booth i could just see them acting out the scenes because i'm sure they had the movie in front of them because I could just see them when they're doing action scenes. I could see them yeah. sort of get, I could, I can picture those two in a booth getting into it while doing their voices. Oh yeah. 
I wonder if there's footage. That's something that I'll research once we finish up. Um, cause that must be some fun footage if they're, you know, cause it really comes through that at least, you know, they did a great job and it sounded like they were having fun and it just like, you know, going back to it. I don't think this is one of the best movies, but it was, it was enjoyable. So we have that dark moment and then doesn't Yogi, does he come back now? Then we have your standard, you know, boo-boo giving him the speech well, what happens is, so they re they reassign Ranger Smith to this plot of land. This <laughs> it's like a, a, a like it's this little median in the yeah. middle of the city, and that's the park. So that's where they re they reassign him. So he's gone. His assistant is in charge of Yellowstone Jellystone. His assistant is a bit of a dimwit, so he doesn't know that he's being manipulated by the mayor. And the mayor's going to bring in these environmentalists, quote unquote, environmentalists that are going to chop down all the trees. And this is to the whole reason for this is yeah. the city is broke. And if he sells the land to these developers, the city won't be broke. And it's made out at the beginning of the film that he's just a poor mayor that just spends a lot of stuff frivolously. And he's like, I can't understand why the city is broke. Oh, and then it's like, here's a bill for your new suit, sir. And he's like, whoa, <laughs> holy cow. Just charge that to the city. And yeah, because he wants to get um, he wants to become governor, because if he can prove that he can save the city from there, then he wants to move up, I think, was part of the reason he was even fighting for, you know, get reelected and then move up in politics. This would not have it was like this is like a reelection stunt, because part of it is. Not only is the city going to be out of debt, but he's going to send a thousand dollars to every person living there from the sale oh, yeah. of uh, Jellystone Park. We find out, I think they, they start cutting down some of the forest and um, Yogi gets woken up or he becomes made aware of it. And they see all the X's on the trees as it zooms out. And they're like, well, this it's is another also one of my favorite movements. Uh, yeah uh, uh when you know like so now boo boo has to give him the speech yeah you know get up you gotta, you gotta help you <laughs> and yellowstone needs you yogi yeah so what was your favorite moment you said this was one of your favorite moments what was that i think he just kicks into gear and like he his eyes light up and he gets proud again and he's like played the superman theme song and he's like yes me my car. i i totally noticed that they played uh, they played the Superman theme. I thought that was great. I also noticed, like, earlier in the film, while they're in their cave, they're playing Weird Al Yankovic. They're playing Lasagna, which Lasagna. is one of my favorite yeah. Weird Al Yankovic songs. So Weird Al's music is in this. La, 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 lasagna. You want the summer lasagna? You hungry, buddy? Of course. I'm always hungry. I was talking to my pet turtle. That better not be my beef jerky. (laughs) So what's the big deal, Yogi? This is the big deal, Boo-Boo. It's my masterpiece. The Basket Nabber 2000. The most advanced picnic basket stealing technology ever invented. Wow. Um, And the score to Superman. And the the score to Superman. (laughs) This movie has Weird Al and Superman music. It's... What more do you want? What more do you want? (laughs) 
<laughs> besides, yeah, besides you know, a generic plot. And yeah. <laughs> so he gets his collar and he puts it back on because he's because now they're going to make it to the city um, to go get Ranger Smith to convince him to come back. Is that am I remembering That is correct. correct. But uh, just to go back to the Superman theme, I, just you saying that just put it together in my head. It's like that's when you first see Superman show his S in the first movie. It's sort of like that. It's like Yogi putting his collar back on. And he puts his hat on. It's a beautiful moment. I appreciate that. It's a really nice moment. Yeah, it was. Now, the thing is, that's for adults, because I think kids watching this movie is are not going to recognize the theme from a movie from 1978. Well, I think there's still the like base humanity of like hearing the drum up and the the crescendo of music mm-hmm. as the hero dons his, you know, something that he took off and discarded out of sadness before. Right. Um, so I, I think, you know, even at a base level that it, it could please them. But to get the the entire reference, you're right. They're not going to know how awesome that is. Boo Boo gives Yogi the speech. You got to get in there and fight. <laughs> and then get up. Y- then, Yo- then, then Yogi, yeah, you know, you gotta hit, gotta get in there, rock. Then Yogi gives the same <laughs> speech to Ranger Smith. You gotta go in and fight, and he's like, "Yes, we've got to do that." So, so the inspirational speech is just passed from person to person to person, <laughs> or bear well, before to bear, before Yogi bear gives him person, yeah. <laughs> Uh, before Yogi gives him that speech, there's that dark moment of, I think the Ranger Smith is calling his mom and just talking about, oh yeah, it's this little park off, blah, blah, blah. He picks up the last piece of trash and then a dump truck drives by and drops, like accidentally drops a whole bunch on his, you know, freshly cleaned area. <laughs> but he's sitting down and having that depressed moment of like, I lost Rachel. There's nothing I can do to get back. Even though like scenes ago, she was like, no, stay. We We could still do this. And he's like, he's already given up, even though the lady was, you know, I don't think the lady was. Um, yeah, he didn't. What was uh, going on. He didn't lose Rachel. He walked away from Rachel. There's a difference. It's like in, yeah. in a lot of movies. It would have been if he if he did something that disappointed Rachel and she left him and that because he didn't lose her. He walked away from her. She was still you know, she was still with him uh, when he walked away. Even you though are, you are you are right about that, they've he, known each other for two scenes. It, that's that's just movie. That you've that's yeah. just movie magic. People fall in love instantly. There's no courting period at all in movies, and that's that's just how movies work. So yeah, he's having this down moment, and then Yogi gives him a speech um, from bear to bear to human, and then they're like, you know what? You're right. We can do it. So. They make their way back to the Jellystone Park. Yes, and it's under construction. What they're doing now is the mayor is going to make a speech. They're bulldo- They're bulldozing down trees to put up his, you know, to put up the space where he's going to make his speech. So no, so nobody can get into the park. And Anna Ferris is there. And Anna Ferris has discovered, and we, we forgot to mention this, but Boo Boo has a pet turtle. And this pet turtle, it, it's part turtle and part frog. 
And it's yeah, been, the frog, frog mouth turtle, frog mouth turtle. And apparently it's been extinct for a hundred years. And the fact that they found it in Yellowstone, in Jellystone Park, God, I'm going to call it Yellowstone, in Jellystone Park, <laughs> means that they, it is now a nature preserve and it can't be sold. It's under the protection of the law now. Some law where it's like if there's an endangered species in a place, that place cannot be torn down or sold or anything like that. It is now protected. Yeah. Oh, don't they, aren't they reviewing the footage? There's like that moment where like we have to give up on the documentary and she's looking at stuff and then that's when they find the footage of the turtle. Yeah, that's how they discovered a turtle is there. Now, and then the mayor, and by, and we forgot to mention this, but the mayor has a slimy sidekick as well, a yes man, who's been with the mayor throughout the whole movie. And she lets the mayor know that there is this frog, this turtle frog in the park. And the mayor's like, if they find this turtle frog, it's going to ruin all my plans. So he sends the dumbass <laughs> to find the turtle. And at this, the guy who, you know, Ranger Smith's assistant, he's not a bad guy, but he's not bright. So he has been manipulated into thinking that Ranger Smith has been doing a bad job. So that's why he helped get. So that's why he helped get Ranger Smith removed from Jellystone Park, because he actually loves the park as well. He actually wants to be it's not about money or anything like that. He wants to be a park ranger. And once again, yeah. the sleazy politicians recognize this and they play on that. It's like, well, Ranger Smith is messing up Jellystone Park. If we get him out of there, we can put you in and we know that you know how to run it. So they put this guy, they send this guy to find the turtle. And this guy thinks they're actually doing it for good. And he goes and find, and he goes to try and find the, the uh, turtle. And they, yeah. And um, uh, there's a little bit of back and forth here. Uh, I forget. No, that's a little bit later where they, they go into the cave and find it. Well, this leads, and this is another one of my favorite scenes where, the uh, the mayor's assistant is talking to them. Uh, you know, it's like we're going to find that frog, and Yogi Bear and Yogi goes, "You'll never discover the frog in my cave." And the guy on the walkie-talkie goes, uh, "Turtle, <laughs> the turtle's in the talking bear's cave." <laughs> hey, you need to let us in this park. That turtle needs our protection. Don't worry about the turtle. We're handling it. We'll make sure he's put in a nice zoo. No. A turtle that's in danger can't be removed from its natural habitat. It's against federal law. It is? Wow. I've never heard of that law in Chapter 4, Subsection 6 of the Wildlife Protection Mandate. Don't worry, Mr. Ranger, sir. That turtle is safe. These people have no idea where my cave is. The turtle's in the Talking Bear's cave. Copy that. Wow. That backfired. As, <laughs> that was like a, <laughs> a, a tight little funny scene. That I thought that was good. Yeah, there's not a hunt. There's it's just that, yeah, a good quip, a good joke. Um, so they they rush over there, and how I forget how they get on the other side. Ranger the, Smith, Ranger Smith knows a secret entrance into the park. That's right. But the uh, the entrance is blocked by this river, and they can't get across the river. So Ranger Smith has his binoculars and he's like, Oh, they've got the turtle, and we can't get to him. 
Once again, er, we were talking about things that are set up that are paid off. Earlier in the film, we see that Yogi has invented the ultimate picnic basket stealer. <laughs> and it's a flying machine where he can swoop down and grab the picnic baskets. And he doesn't get a chance to use it at the beginning of the film. But now it comes back at the end of the film because they have put the turtle in a basket and Yogi's yep. like, we can use my machine and I can nab the turtle and I can grab the turtle from the bad guys. <laughs> and they said they, uh, it's a very good setup because it's, it's Yogi being Yogi, but this time it's for good. You know, he's not, you know, it's in a picnic basket. So he's familiar with this and he's, you know, risking his life in lamb to, to help save the park. So it's, it's a nice little bow that they put on it. So Yogi and Boo Boo take off in this. And once again, the, the, the rapport between Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlake is very, very good while they're on this, we're on, we're on, they're on this flying contraption. They take off and the human characters are like, we'll meet you down at the bottom of the hill or something like that. <laughs> and we'll cross the river this way. We'll cross the river this way. You know, we'll meet you down at the river or, or something like that. And they take off. So the dumbass ranger, the bad guys show up and now the light comes on and they're, <laughs> and they're like, oh, they don't want to protect this frogmouth turtle. They want to destroy this, this turtle. While the light comes on, he sees Yogi up in the sky. So he starts stalling until Yogi can snatch the basket. And this was another nice little scene where Boo Boo was supposed to clip a bungee cord onto Yogi, but Yogi jumps before he can do it, before he can do it, before he does. So Boo Boo has to jump out after him. And it's sort of like a Mission Impossible thing, like with Tom Cruise and kind of exciting kind of exciting. it was a little exciting there where he's like he, i agree and he, yeah and he catches up with yogi and he snaps that hook on the harness and they grab the turtle and they're propelled back up into the flying machine it was, it was a nice little scene i liked it and there's a <laughs> there's also a fun little joke before that when they're in the flying machine and um like yogi's kind of sitting there piloting and boo-boo's doing the um the pedals and they were like, kick it into overdrive, boo-boo. And it brings down a set of hand pedals in front of boo-boo. <laughs> and he's like, uh, okay. And he grabs the stuff and just, you know, he's he's providing the entire power for this contraption thopter thingy. Right. So they had, this was, I mean, they concluded it kind of well, too. Yes, they conclude it where uh, the contraption falls apart in midair. But the bottom of it was a inflatable raft. So when it falls apart, and this and this scene was actually, we talked about uh, Superman earlier. This scene was taken directly out of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which, by the way, is a podcast that I have done here on the Dan Aykroyd podcast. Go back and check that one out. Where Boo Boo and Yogi are falling and they inflate the raft and the raft inflates while they're falling down and it hits the river. That was taken exactly from Indiana Jones and the Temple oh. of Doom. Yes. Hmm. I'll have to go rewatch that too. I don't think I haven't watched Temple of Doom in a long time. So uh, it, it was a little bit beyond me. So I'll have to go back and check it for sure. But it's, it's, you know, Yogi saves the day um, that way too is, you know, he thought of everything and that was part of his contraption, you know, cause he's smarter than the average bear and then pops the thing. And, you know, it's a, 
it's a fun scene. And then I forget how they're floating down the river and the they're, flo- two they're floating the down the river and the, the two right. human characters are like, here, grab this stick. And Yogi's <laughs> like, I got it. And he pulls him into the raft and he, <laughs> and Yogi goes, eh, glad to see you made it safe. And they go, we were trying to get you out of the raft. And Yogi goes, yeah, you know what? That makes a lot more sense. And, um, <laughs> And then the um, the fun water rapids start picking up and they start getting a little faster because just at the end of the river is a waterfall. Now, I will say this. The the green screen on this was pretty bad uh, with them going down the rapids. Of yeah. The, yeah. I, it's like everything else looked everything else looked good in this movie, except that little scene where they were. I don't know if this was they ran out of money or what, but that little green screen at the uh, during like ooh, this looks this looks pretty bad this wasn't it real like chopped up to like edited like real fast clips and no no you you could just tell the background was totally you could tell the background was totally fake and up till now everything i mean i thought everything looked good everything looked real up till this point and so this to me that really stands out in this movie the 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 rapid scene Mm. because it the background you know this is totally green screened uh, rear projected if you will and oh, it's but, it's yeah. just really it just really stands out like a, a sore thumb compared to the rest of the film uh yeah i must have been just involved with either taking notes or something because i was i was just kind of looking up and i don't know if i noticed it as great detail as you did so i'll, I'll go back and look at that scene because they're they're hurling towards everything starts kicking up and the waterfalls at the end of the river yes and that's when they go over the waterfalls, and but they fall on this giant branch that catches them. And then uh, aren't the bad guys there waiting for them? They get saved from there, and then aren't the yeah aren't the people there? They're like, okay, come with us. No, they go. Thing. They go to the mayor. Oh, okay. With the frog, the turtle frog, and they're like, see, we got the turtle uh, frog. Okay. <laughs> and that's when the mayor. And that's when the mayor does his evil speech. I don't give a, you know, basically, I don't give a shit about that frog. I don't care about these people. I want power. And it's like, I don't know why more villains don't do this in movies, but the mayor as a villain did the right thing. All of his men are, so they go to confront him like he's going to give up. Well, they brought the turtle. I'm screwed. (laughs) And he's like, no, grab the turtle. And, you know, grab these people and grab the turtle. <laughs> and they start tossing the turtle around like a football. And and Yogi ends up throwing it to the bad guy. <laughs> and Ranger Smith goes, Yogi. And what Yogi the- goes, yeah. What do you want? He, he, he was open. He was open. I got to give it to him. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great line. That's a that's a great line. So his the evil assistant drives away with the turtle all the good guys are ushered away from the mayor and the mayor starts making a speech. Yeah. He goes up to rile his crowd positively yes. to get reelected. But all is not, why is all is not lost? Will? why is all not lost? Oh, because they've discovered that they remember, wait, boo-boo has had a camera on this whole time. And in fact, it was recording while the mayor was saying all that stuff and all they need to do is distract the guards that are watching the stage so that they can plug in and clip in the scene 
that we just saw so that all of his constituents will see it. Yes. And I actually I forget. How did they distract them? They um, there was again, they set up the dance moves um, during the scene, the dinner date with the um, the documentary guy and the ranger. And so they used their skills of dancing to distract the, the safety guards or the security guards. Now, and to add, while all this is happening, the frog turtle escapes from the evil mayor's sidekick and starts working his way back to the mayor, back to, to back to Jellystone Park. Because he has like, um, he gets out because the windows are down and they're just kind of holding the turtle next to the window and it has like a frog tongue and then it like latches onto something and yes, it it's got a, the danger. It's got a super long frog tongue, which it sort of uses like, and we were talking earlier as Indiana Jones, he sort of uses his tongue as a whip and, and whips himself around. It attached to something and whips himself around. So that's how he escapes from the evil governor's assistant. And then we get to Yogi and Boo Boo do their dance and successfully, for some reason, the guards are, I mean, if I saw two dancing bears dancing to, you know, current pop music, I'd kind of be distracted. Um, so, cause they are bears. And and but, Yogi's but we've, esta- we've established that people don't give a shit about talking, dancing, water skiing, bears. Maybe these guys are the smartest people in the movie because they're like, this is uh, unnatural. This is not <laughs> all it takes is one guy to go. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so they they get plugged in with the um, bow tie camera. And they replay the scene of the mayor trashing the townspeople and he just wants power um, right as he's trying to give his uh, intro video for why he's going to be reelected and everybody's going to get money. But then it cuts in and he's, you know, the truth is revealed to the people that he doesn't really care about them. He just cares about himself. Do you think I care about what the law says? Hmm? Or about some endangered frog-mouthed turtle or some stupid park no. for families to have no. a picnic in? No! I care about power, you pinheads! Oh, boy. Nobody knows this turtle exists, and nobody ever will. There's about to be a riot out there. I need you out front! <laughs> Wait, please, please. That was not real. Trust me, there is no such thing as a frog mouth turtle. <laughs> He's right next to me, isn't he? Okay. And there's a nice little tag to that where he's like, this this is totally this has been totally edited. Oh, yeah. Because there's no <laughs> such there's no such thing as a turtle frog. And while he says that, the turtle frog just sl- you know. Attaches his tongue to the side of his cheek, and he's going. He's like, he's standing right next to me, isn't he? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of dry humor in this for a kids. I mean, there's a lot of slapstick, but there's also a lot of dry humor, very subtle dry humor in this movie, which I appreciated. Oh yeah, me too. I think yeah. maybe that's why we we liked it as much as we did. Not to speak on your behalf, but yeah, you know that there's there's fun moments in it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's very, there are some very good comedic moments in there in this movie. So um, the mayor finally gets revealed for the crook that he is. Um, 
And then what, ha- I think they, do they just stop the, um, the logging since it was like a bad mayor or I don't understand. Well, I, now, I, that I the, now that the frog, oh, that's right. Yeah. The frog, this is his environment. So they can't, they can't tear down Jellystone park because the frog lives here. The park after everything has gone back to normal, except everybody's grown a little bit more. And now for some reason there's, well, the, now people are coming to the park to see the turtle faced <laughs> frog. Yeah. Or the frog-faced turtle <laughs> instead of the talking bear. But people are now coming to Jellystone Park. Because of one slightly merged animal. Yes. Opposed to, yeah, you're right. A giant, what was, uh, like, seven-foot-tall bear that can talk, water ski, do sports, knows how to steal picnic baskets, build contraptions that fly. He has ingenuity. Um, he set up his cave with a refrigerator, so he understands the concept of electricity. Um, he stole a, uh, he stole a a vending machine to to plug into (laughs) his cave. So, but nobody cares about that. Nobody. They have an endangered turtle. The last one on earth, maybe. And, and, but anyway, the, the good news is the park is saved. Ranger Smith and Anna Ferris get together. And Will, what happened to Yogi and Boo Boo at the end of our movie? Now the, this kind of this was the only thing that I kind of like looked at, you know, into myself. And I was like, I don't know about that. But at the at the park, um, I think they develop another trick uh, where they have like a, a cart or something and they have all these uh, benches lined up and stringed out. And so he he gets his contraption going and they're driving out of the park as Ranger Smith yells his classic Yogi. And then there was one moment right at the end where Anna Ferris breaks the fourth wall. She looks through the camera at the audience and goes, I love this park. I mean, I get it. And she smiles and then they run off and there's a nice little happy ending. So, yeah, I mean, in a, in a cartoon movie, you can't really you can't really bl- blame them for breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, it's not it just the only thing to me was it was a little like, you know, they didn't do it except for that one time at the very end. But I mean, if that's, you know, like we were saying throughout the podcast, I think that overall, like this movie is, you know, it's it's not the most amazing, but it's a nice movie. I agree with you, Will. It's a nice it's an OK movie. It's not a bad movie. As I said, it's not a it's not a good movie. It's an OK movie. There's enough funny parts in this movie where I enjoyed it. If I had to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, I'd give it a thumbs up. I mean, I think if I was flipping through channels and I saw this on, I'd kind of stop for a little bit and kind of check out where it was, um, you know, and if I was doing something and it was playing in the background, I wouldn't go out of my way to stop it. But I mean, Scott, we we have like, no offense to it, but my stepmother's an alien and exit to Eden to compare this to. So, I mean, this is leaps above those. I agree with Will. If you see this on the, t- I wouldn't go out and buy this DVD, but if it's on the television, I would say sit down and just enjoy the scenes between Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlake, because those are the best scenes in the movie. They're back and forth. And that's it. This is another episode of the Dan Aykroyd podcast. I want to thank my friend, Will Fordyce. Will, what is your Instagram, ham- Instagram handle where we can find you? Uh, it's gnome on the go, and there's a period in between each word. 
So, yes. So please follow Will on Instagram. Follow myself. I'll have all these links in the description of this podcast. And that's it. I want to thank everybody for listening. Once again, thank you, Will, for doing this. And we see you next time here on the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. The Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Thank you. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Afternoon, Mr. Ranger, sir! Hi, Miss Movie Lady. Yo, Jay! I love this place. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.